My experience at the Rest and Rebuild retreat was so far beyond anything that I ever could have hoped for or imagined. I had asked my sister and her daughters to join my daughter and I for a girl's trip. I had been through Revelation Wellness training as an instructor. I had experienced the incredible things that happen at Revelation Wellness events and retreats. But even I was surprised at how much we received at this retreat. Um, It was so far beyond a girl's trip. It was um, being able to watch my sister and her girls step into a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Jesus that my sister and I had always grown up um, learning about in church and in Sunday school. But I was able to see it take root. I was able to see a relationship form. Um, My sister came to that retreat with a prayer on her heart for healing. Um, She had dealt with traumatic brain injury for two and a half years after a car accident, and it had impacted her memory and her ability to work. She received prayer for healing at that retreat, and she walked away a new person. She is now working. She has a recovered memory. She is telling people from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, that she was healed by God at that place. She knows that what she received there was so much more than um, a retreat. It was healing It was a new relationship with Jesus. It was hope. All right. Come on, everyone. Rest in Rebuild Retreat. It is for you. It is calling you. It has to be experienced. Come away with us September 13th through the 17th to Lake Geneva, Minnesota, Signups are now open for our Rest and Rebuild Retreat. It's for anyone who wants to be well. Do you want to get well? Come and join us. All right, swipe up on the show notes and find some more information. I'm bringing you a third part of this series inside of Jesus is Better. I'm so excited to bring you this episode because honestly, I searched Google And you won't find many topics on this. You won't find many teachings on it. You won't find a lot of blog posts on it. If you type the question, can Christians get plastic surgery? (laughs) You're not going to find much, which is an interesting thing because I think in a time when it's happening more and more, we've got to have this discussion. Or I don't know about more and more. I think it's just, it's so common now. So maybe I'm asking a question that needs not be answered, but I know that Years ago, I would have been wanting to know the answer to this question. So I hope this serves many of you out there today. All right. I hope to see you over in the official Revelation Wellness community on Facebook. Swipe up on the show notes. You can join us over there. And we'd love to hear how these podcasts are serving you as you share them. Comment, tag, share it, and let us know. All right, guys. Enjoy today's teaching. Peace. All right, everyone. Let's do this. Let's talk about this question and maybe hopefully answer this question for each of us uniquely, but answer the question. Can Christians get plastic surgery? You know, it's not talked about 
but I do feel like that I'm being asked to talk about it and to give a voice to it because anything with a body, God has given me the freedom and the authority to talk about it. Also, I'm talking about this not as someone who has been an observer and a spectator. I've, I've been a participant. So I feel like this is a question, a conversation that we can bring into the light in our very uh, modern day media image driven world. And let's just talk about it. All right. So everyone right now, shake your hands, relax, take a breath, <laughs> because we can talk about these uh, subjects that maybe they would seem taboo. I love it. I think it's Bill Johnson. It says, if you want to find the religious spirit in the room, put something on the table that is uncomfortable and see who pushes away, right? We're not going to do that. We're going to go ahead and, well, okay, maybe not often talked about, but man, people are asking this question and maybe we just haven't been courageous enough to come to the table and have the discussion. So I want to say right off the, the bat, I am not interested in creating division but I'm interested in creating deep thoughts because deep thoughts create awareness and deep thoughts create compassion. This is such a beautiful tool. Something that I am so honored to get to train you in is to just be thinking deeper, to slow down and ponder these things so that you make decisions from faith. Okay, I also want to say I'm not talking about reconstruction surgery or fixing what is not working. I'm talking about surgery that would try to enhance or augment what is already working. So with the last two podcasts in my story, I've received so many emails. You guys have been so awesome. We are, I just love you all. Please come to live events so that I can meet you. <laughs> I just want to hug your face. Uh, but I have received some messages from women who, you know, hey, you had um, a breast reduction or there was something that was uncomfortable for you and causing you pain or discomfort. And so you had a procedure done. I kind of, I'm not, I really want to say to that, I feel that is the beauty of God can give us tools to help us, uh, surgeons and the medical advancement that we can help to get better. Cleft palates can be fixed. Club feet can be fixed. Things that were meant to work in order that aren't can be put back in working order. And so uh, this whole subject, again, you got to just hold this loosely. This is not content to that should divide us as the body of Christ. It really can't be. Ultimately, this is going to be a Romans 14 issue where some will eat meat and some won't. Uh, we have just got to relax and spend some time uh, more in the presence of God, becoming more like him. And then we can let him work out all the details that we're not policing one another, but we also can be very um, good champions of one another and encouraging and spurring one another on carrying one another's burdens. We can do this in a beautiful, holy tension kind of way. All right. So we all have to put on our big girl, big girl, <laughs> big girl and big boy pants and go, all right, I'm, I'm just going to look at me right now. I'm not looking at everyone else and judging what everyone else is doing. I'm just, I'm looking at the Lord as he looks at me and I'm, I'm looking to go, God, search me and know me. That keeps us really healthy 
so that we don't start drawing all these legalistic lines. So I'm not talking about if you've had things done that have helped you and have given you like um, freedom of some kind. Awesome. I just want to be like, please don't hear as like, oh, that you did something that you shouldn't have done. No, if you ever hear me shooting on you, that is not me talking. You're hearing that through a filter of an enemy that tries to whisper and distract you from the love of God. Okay. So I want to also say that not everyone is going to wrestle with this issue. For those of you who do wrestle, I want to give us a place to wrestle. <laughs> I want to roll out the mat. I want to remember when you would throw down your mattresses as a kid and be like, let's go. But it was going to be fun. It was going to be tense and maybe you were going to lose, but it really is no loser because you're, you're really just showing up in a permissive spirit. And so we're going to permissibly wrestle this out today. Uh, the people who do wrestle are no less used or loved by God than you. So I want you to hear that. This is not, <laughs> there is no like, I've got more medals than you because I don't have this issue. It's just every one of us have these frailties or these fragilities to us. And it's all very different. Just as Ephesians 4, 1 through 8, it tells us how we all have been given different gifts. So just as we all have these different weaknesses and vulnerabilities, we also have these amazing strengths and these gifts that we have of faith. So my gift that I can tell you is one of faith. And that you all have it. All the gifts we have. Just so you all know, Ephesians 4, 1 through 8, we all have them, but to certain measures. And if you feel like you don't have any of those gifts in Ephesians 4, 1 through 8, well, then ask for it. That's all. You just have to ask, Lord, that gift feels weird or weak. I'd like more um, to be more hospitable or whatever it is. Uh, for me, I know that the gift of faith is there. And my faith is for freedom and not conformity, especially when it comes to being present in our skin and in our bodies. So others might be given the gift of faith for the political realm. Some of you are given the gift of faith for the education realm. Some of you are given. So there's different realms that we, we bring our faith to. And for me, my faith is for anything <laughs> that has to do with being in the body. And again, I beg you, do not put me on a pedestal. I'm in this with you. <laughs> I am in this with you. I am just as vulnerable to these things. And so can we all just have gracious, kind assumptions of one another? We spend more time clapping our hands for one another than trying to weigh the scales with our hands of what someone is or isn't. Okay? So this is me being led by the Spirit today to share a topic that I think doesn't get often talked about. So there's a reason you wrestle. If you do wrestle with this, there is a reason. I still wrestle with this myself. But the question is, where's my boundary that has fallen is in a pleasant place? Romans 14, 23 says that anything that doesn't proceed from faith is sin. This again, it's a Romans 14 topic. You know, what some will do and some won't do. And we just have to spend less time policing and being responsible for ourselves. Does this glorify, is this glorifying God in me? Does it, um, is it putting a stumbling block in front of anyone else's foot? Or 
bottom line is to wrap it up is if it's not being done in faith, if I can't do this with faith, if I can't opt for this um, enhancement or whatever it is I want to do, then it actually is coming from, from sin. And then that kind of rolls around. So for me, I look back, and if you've listened to my story in the last two podcasts, you can see I had faith for it when I did. Um, I, nothing was really stopping me, but I had not grown in my faith. So there was, um, at that time, I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so now, for those of you who are listening, you get the honor of wrestling this this topic out with the Lord. And again, I say, exhale and relax because it really isn't about the body. It's not about the body. It's about your knowing how loved you are by God. So can a Christ follower get plastic surgery? Let me just cut right to the chase. Can a Christ follower get plastic surgery? What do you think I'm going to say? Yeah, of course, yes. Yes, they can. Why? Because 1 Corinthians 6, 12 tells us that, let me, let me pull it up so that I, that I quote it exactly right. Paul says, all things are lawful for me or permissible for me, but not all things are helpful or beneficial. All things are lawful, permissible for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. I will not be mastered by anything. So if you are considering this, um, having something done to enhance or, you know, remember a plastic surgeon, their job, the one that specially told me, I will not take these out because it's my job to make you more beautiful, right? Remember that. That's, that's that lie that we're never, that we're not already beautiful enough, that there's got to be more to be more beautiful. So if you're someone that's, you're tempted in that, you feel that, Um, What are your perceived benefits? What do you see as the benefits of doing what you're considering having done? I would encourage you, write them out. Like, don't just answer questions in the air. Pause right now. Take a breath. No shame, (laughs) right? We just have to acknowledge because nothing transforms if we can't acknowledge it and see it for what it is. You don't have to be afraid. Don't worry about being exposed or uncovered. What are your, what do you perceive to benefit you? What will you gain from this? And then just let it rip, write it out. And then the second question to find out if this is, you know, where you fall in this permissible and beneficial are, what could be the downsides? Because you also have to think that through too. You have to think that through. What could I gain and what might I lose? Come on. This is so beautiful. I hope you all hear it. I love this is so fun to be a child of God because we can go, well, let me stop here and let's think about this thing for a minute. Let me don't run around like a chicken with my head cut off or hide behind some fig leaves. I'm saved. God, God loves me. This is really what we're doing is honestly in your brain, we're quieting down the limbic system. We're quieting down the emotional, fearful, fight, flight, freeze response and going, well, wait a minute, we can, we can talk about this. We can think about pluses and minuses. Okay. So I will tell you this, um, 
The downside for me was, I remember just, like I told you guys, I woke up and I was still the same person. I'm like, well, it didn't like change everything. (laughs) I'll say that too, you know, and anyone who's authored a book, like I wanted to be an author for so long. I was kind of a closet want to be an author because I was so afraid of like, you know, I had a lot of lies behind writing and becoming an author and getting published and all that. But the, the Lord was so kind. I did ask for that. I wanted it as fearful as I th- was about it because I didn't know what, how that would pa- how possibly happen, right? That's when you know you're asking for something of the Lord. You know you're made for it. You don't know how it's going to happen or how you're going to get there. So there's that holy tension. And when I did author a book and the day it comes out, you, you think like everything's going to change. Nothing really changes. You just kind of go, well, it's kind of this like weird, like, well, there's the book. <laughs> well, there it is. Kind of like my breast implants. Well, there they are. It's weird. It's really, and maybe, I don't know, y'all write messages. You can find me on Instagram and maybe it's different for some of you. Maybe you're like, no, it was fantastic. I, it was like that, that, that was the fulfillment. But for me, it didn't. So if you are committed to holistic growth, I need you to hear this. This is probably maybe one of the biggest takeaways. If you're committed, if you're like, I'm heart, soul, mind, strength. I want to, I don't just want to say I'm a Christian. I don't want to just go to church and check the box. I actually want to be a new creation. I want to become, I want to, I want to know a father like I've never known before. I want to know what it means to be a daughter. I want to, right? Like if you're, you're on that trajectory, then there's a high likely likelihood that if you do whatever it is you're thinking of doing, that they're just going to be in the way. <laughs> Kind of like for me, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know the trajectory that I was on at that time. I was, I was just loving God and doing my job. And, you know, there was just Egypt in me. There was Egypt in me that had to take time to walk with the Lord. And I so love that the Lord's like, okay, I want you to hear that. The Lord goes, okay, it's permissible. It's probably not, it's not going to benefit, but if that's what you need for us to keep walking, phew, I'm going to be right here, baby girl. I'll be right here. I'm, I'm always leaving. I'm never going to leave you. I'm with you. He's good. He is that permissible thing. Because this isn't a do or die with him. It's not going to cut us off from the love of God. But it, can it delay our healing and delay our fulfillment of a promise? Well, yes, because we see that in Egypt with the Israelites. They had unbelief and they couldn't you know, take the land because of it. And then the mumbling and the grumbling and the melting down of earrings to make an idol. Like there's things that the Lord does in our process of walking with him. So if you're committed to holistic growth, it's a high likelihood that if you were to do the surgery you're thinking about, the thing that you're thinking about, it won't, it won't satisfy. It will in some way, it's you're being dominated by something. Yes, it's permissible. What are the benefits? Because, well, you know, I had some benefits. I could fill out a bathing suit a little bit better and dresses and, you know, kind of play the role of a woman more because, but again, it was a role. It wasn't really me. 
But if you're committed to holistic growth, at some point you'll know as you've changed or did something that it, it wasn't you. Now, I do want to speak to those of you who have changed. <laughs> you've done some type of surgery, you know, you did. Name of Jesus, be free. Don't, uh, don't be shamed. I don't know what, if you're feeling like, if it's something you can reverse, maybe the, you know, let the Lord just, again, remember, I just left it on the table for him. Like, okay, if you're wanting to do this, you just let me know. <laughs> I'll be over here. You let me know. And then I got the text, right? He's, it's, it's a fun, wild ride to, to go on with him. But don't feel guilt and, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible. Just exhale and say, all right, God, I'm hearing you. I'm not going to shame myself or hate myself. If there's something you want me to do about this that would be beneficial to my growth in you uh, as your daughter and as being connected to the body of Christ, because my, my testimony is not just for me, it's for others too, then you'll, you'll let me know. So the question of whether to do something or not do something or change something in you, it's more about are we mowing over the weeds or are we pulling them up at the root? Because if you want to be free of the weeds that strangle out your life of freedom, you have to pull them up. So what's beneath the benefit? Remember I had you list out what are my benefits? What's beneath the benefit? Look beneath it. I know for me, yeah, the benefit would be, well, I'm a fitness person and so it'd probably look better. I'd have more symmetry, all the kind of on the surface things that I could be able to look in the mirror and see. But underneath that was the root that I had to pull up of, I don't think I'm enough. I don't think, I think this might be why I don't feel loved. There were some, some lies down in the deep soil of my heart that needed to come up. So don't be brave and, and be quite brave and pull at those to see what's there. So God won't love you less for getting and changing and enhancing yourself, and he's not going to love you less for doing it. It all comes down to him wanting you to know him just to know him. And he's patient and he's kind and he's a gentleman. He doesn't bully himself into our lives. He says, I'm right here knocking at the door. Open it and I will come in and eat with you. I'll come in and I'll, whatever you want to do, we'll do it together. So knowing him would mean you would know his value and worth more, which means you will know your value and worth. We worship what we give highest value to. And worship is ruminating, <laughs> ruminating affections. He's, this thing is always on my mind. This thing, that's why we're really, I don't have to train someone how to worry. It just goes in the mind, the limbic brain, the young places in us, the lies. Those, those don't need training. It's the renewing of my mind that needs training. Oh, hello, Siri. 
So this all comes down to value and worth and knowing his value and knowing his worth. Well, then you will know your value and your worth. And then when you really know how much he loves you and you just walk more and more in freedom, all these things, everything of this world starts to just fall off of you. You're no longer, you don't play by the rules of this world. You now, you are a, a resident of a whole nother kingdom that has higher value system than the world can offer. Value and worth, what matters to God. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. You know, I say it a lot. My gosh, y'all, we, by the time my voice is done and I'm bones, ashes to dust and home with Jesus, <laughs> maybe you'll all, besides 1 Corinthians 6, 12, that hey, everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial. It's all permissible. Don't, don't be mastered by anything. We were meant to master creation, not created things mastering us. And 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 12 says, So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Mm. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction, right, this, this want, is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Hmm. The bigger question. One, what matters to you most? What matters most to you? That will be the thing that drives you. So what's your glue? What holds you together? As a man thinks or a woman thinks, so she is. What thoughts? This is why we have to pay attention to what we're paying attention to. This is why everyone, move your body, hear the word of God, do the revving the words, do the be still, push, push play on RevWell TV. I'm telling you, give me those 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day, where we give our whole self over, heart, soul, mind, strength, to the Lord. He'll change your affections. So that what matters most to you is seeking first the kingdom. And then you know, hey, all these other things, they are going to pale in comparison to that first and most place. Another question is, what mark do you want to make? <laughs> what mark do you want to make? In other words, what, what kind of change? Is my change based or the motive for my change come from fear or fun? Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Fear or fun? Because honestly, this is where we can get legalistic, and I just don't want any part of it. Y'all, women, for the most part, not, not all, because some women, you just doesn't, again, we're all uniquely made, but for most, a lot of women, we like to dress up, we like pretty things, makeup, hair color change, nails, dress. Is there anything wrong with that? No, not if. If the motive is just, it's fun. I like being a girl. I like pretty things. I like changing my hair color. I like trying new things. I like, I like taking care of my skin. I like, you know, and we know that all of it is temporal. We, all, we know that. But if 
not getting my nails done or not have, you know, if my, whatever it is that I'm doing to enhance temporarily, which all beauty does that, everything we do, even plastic surgery, everything to the most from a $5 bottle of nail polish all the way to a $5,000, $15,000 surgery, they're all temporary. Can I get an amen? It's all temporary. But there's a fun element to it of being a girl. So I don't want to take that away from us or make it get legalistic about it. And, and to each generation is a different culture. So we have to make room for that too. We can't be expecting people to live back in the ancient time or the little house on the prairie time because that's when life was most pure. We are in the times we are in. Do the best with what you got. Do the best with what you got. Anything you do that doesn't proceed from faith will be felt in your soul as sin. So if you have the faith for um, hair color change or uh, facial, whatever you want to do, rejuvenation, what? If you have the faith for it, you know, go on. Church, let's just all like exhale and not feel like we have to police one another. But if you don't have the faith for it, it just makes you feel uncomfortable. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that because it's lined up with your unique design and your destiny on your life. Pay attention to that and have fun being a girl. (laughs) Have fun. But at what point, if fear is driving you to have to do it, if it is that I'm not going to be enough if I don't have my nails done, or I'm not going to be enough if I, if my roots are showing, or I'm not going to be enough if I don't have the latest style, I'm not going to be enough, right? There it is. There it is. Right there, in Jesus' name. Look, he's so kind to call that out and go, sweetheart, beauty is fun. I made it for you. I know what beauty is. He, he hung the stars and the moon and painted the mountains for us. He loves beauty. But it's the backdrop to us, to us being with him. It's a backdrop. So I will say, in closing, <laughs> Take care of yourself, you know? Like, come on, take care of yourself. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone, hydrate. Be good to your body. It is meant to re-nourish and regenerate. And yes, it is, as it says in 2 Corinthians, it is fading away. It is wasting away. But don't hurry it along. Take care of it. Wear sunscreen. We know that the rays of the sun, we now have an ozone, we have layers, the atmosphere has changed, we have a sun, we've got these things in our environment that we can be aware of and not afraid of. So Holy Spirit, how do I steward my body in my atmosphere well? Wear some sunscreen, wear a hat, like protect yourself because you want to nourish and care for yourself. Eat food that's going to be kind and nourishing to you, your body, your brain, your muscles. Move your body, not out of fear, but for fun. Once upon a time, you didn't have to tell kids to go outside and play. They knew, they instinctively knew, I'm going to, I just, I need to run. I need to get the wiggles out. I need to, I need to get out into that sunshine. That's going to be good for me. That will be fun. I'm going to go do that. And then through the years, just the stories of lie and fear compound upon us and we're making decisions for beauty or enhancement or change 
that again, when we look at the root system, it's not proceeding from faith. Hmm. Well, I hope this blesses you. I hope it didn't, you know, and again, this is going to be, be accountable to the Holy Spirit. Be accountable to the Lord in you and take it before others. Go back to when I said, you know, if you're considering it, um, pray about it, ask the Lord, and then find a free person. And everyone, you know, stay free. As I mentioned, there's a, a friend of mine I love dearly, and she's never liked her nose loves Jesus, loves, loves, loves Jesus, amazing, amazing woman, don't, I don't even doubt for a second that she doesn't love Jesus, and she just wanted, really wanted the nose, it just bothered her a little bit, and I get it, you know, once upon a time, I wanted my nose done, (laughs) if you ever meet me, I don't have the perfect nose, but, but yet it didn't really bother me, it was for whatever reason, it was my, my lack of chest area, and um, I, I encouraged her that, you know, you're wonderful the way you are. You're wonderful. I didn't feel like I needed to police her. I trusted the Holy Spirit. I trust her walk. I trust God with her. I love that she came and said, hey, this is what I'm thinking about, and I just love for you all to pray, and you can go ahead and speak. I'm listening. And then in the end, she made the change. And she was happy and felt content, and I felt happy to be a part of it with her and knowing this is a Romans 14 thing. Of course, when we all see Jesus face to face, we're all going to fall and go, man, we really didn't have to worry about what we worried about. But he is acquainted with all our tension. He's acquainted with all our suffering. And he is just here going, hey, let's get on with whatever it is we're called to do. That we know that if we have the faith for it, it is not sin. But anything that doesn't proceed from faith is sin. God, thank you for this time. Thank you that we can talk about these very um, maybe closeted issues in some way, God. And, and I thank you that there's, there's no black or white on some of these things, God, that we have to trust you in us, working through us, and that we can be the body of Christ, that we can be with different stories and different vulnerabilities in different places, God, and still put our hands together and clap. And keep moving on to the main thing, the first and most thing being that you, God, lift it up. We thank you that you are shining us, bright stars, Lord, in the sky, that we would show your glory more than anything else. And we thank you for the gift of beauty. And as women, and God, just your sons and daughters, that you invite us to wonder in beauty. I pray, God, that you would speak to each of us individually as your sons and daughters to help us to know how to steward it well, that it will not crush us, it does not dominate us, and that we truly can get about our Father's business. Thank you for letting us be in the family business. You're so good. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.